Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope all my friends that are listening and watching the show are having a fantastic day today. I hope you guys are staying strong and healthy. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Natto Kinese Formula, on sale right now for 15% off. It's an incredibly good formula we talked about yesterday on the show that really does well as far as helping prevent blood clotting. also helps with blood viscosity, significant cardiovascular support. So I just want to give you guys a heads up on that. Check it out over the weekend. Read about it. Lots of clinical trials done on that product on how well it works, how effective it is for actually really helping with cardiovascular support. And one of the first things that I had to get into today, and you guys know I love having some, you know, um, blast from the past articles, so to speak. Told you so. Told you so, yeah. Stuff that I bring up and I talk about, and then I have to be able to laugh later because we're absolutely right about it. And when you see the mainstream media, and this is why I bring this up a lot, when you see the mainstream media all melt down in unison about one specific topic and they all regurgitate and repeat the same exact narrative over and over and over again, you got to ask yourself a question. Is it really news or is it pure propaganda? On this edition today of the Ted Oster Brower Show, I'm going to tell you how it was propaganda. So it's ironic. You guys remember down here in the great state of Florida, which, by the way, everybody up north, you guys can come get your weather. It's lost. It's down here right now. I don't know what it's doing, but it needs to go back up wherever it's from. It's a joke. I know you guys are freezing up there right now. Um, it's interesting weather down here. But you guys remember, in the state of Florida, we've been working on passing what was called the uh, basically the permitless carry, constitutional carry. So essentially, in the state of Florida, you could carry a concealed firearm without a license if this bill passed. And it did pass. Now, the ironic part about this was when it did pass, the corporate media and the Democrats lost their minds. It didn't matter that there were already 26 other states that had adopted this. Actually, Florida was the 26th state to adopt this constitutional carry. Almost every single state that adopted constitutional carry, crime has gone down. Gun violence has gone down. Didn't matter. Mainstream media wanted to absolutely eviscerate DeSantis and everybody in the state of Florida that even remotely wanted this bill to go through. And here's some articles that I pulled up. These are from middle of last year, early last year. One of the first ones was Florida. It's from Bloomberg. Florida takes a dangerous turn with permitless carry. And it goes to talk about how this policy is as bad as it sounds. He settled. Governor DeSantis settled on one of the most ill-considered choices available, allowing the public, the dangerous public, to carry concealed firearms without a license, it's as bad as it sounds. That was February 2023. Another one here. Bill passed by Republican-controlled state legislators to allow permitless carry reflects a rightward lurch in Florida's politics. And it goes on to say here on how unbelievably horrible DeSantis is and how this permitless carry is going to cause this massive increase in gun violence. And again, that was in uh, April last year. Another article. This is my personal favorite. You guys like this one. People are going to die. People will die. Why is Ron DeSantis loosening gun laws that most Floridians support? That was a complete lie as well. Nobody supported the gun laws that have been in place here in Florida. And the fact that permitless carry, constitutional carry passed was a fantastic thing for Florida because, quite frankly, I've always said before, why do I have to get permission from the state to exercise my Second Amendment right? And the answer is you don't. And so it was ironic here. A new article just came out from the Federalist that said after media brutalized gun freedom law, Florida violent crime has now dropped. This just came out yesterday. And it says the anti-gun press claiming that permitless carry would exacerbate shootings, they were completely wrong. Now, more than six months after the law's adoption, evidence contradicts Democrats' fear-mongering that allowed law-abiding citizens to carry a gun for self-defense would result in more senseless tragedy. Since the legalization of constitutional carry in July 23rd, July 2023, that's when it went into place, Florida's biggest cities saw a significant decrease in violent crimes, including shootings. Jacksonville, which Jacksonville is one of the crime capitals of Florida – 
It said murders and homicides have already dropped by 6% the remaining of the year. A real record-breaking reduction in homicides was recorded in Miami, which Miami is loaded with crime as well. In 2022, they recorded 49 homicides in Miami. By 2023, the number was already down to 31, and that was only within six months of the constitutional carry. The fewest number of killings ever recorded in Miami six months after the law is put into place. Miami also reported a 34% drop in non-fatal shootings and 124 fewer non-contact shootings than in 2022. The change mirrors a national trend in less violence crime. Now, what's interesting here, people are saying, well, the constitutional carry may not be the sole reason for these numbers, but this is the exact opposite of what the mainstream media claim. They didn't claim that the numbers were going to go down or stay the same. They said that everybody's essentially going to die and Florida's going to be the Wild West. Everybody's going to be shooting each other because they're going to be carrying firearms everywhere for no reason. And again, we've seen that has been another complete and total lie. Another reason why I tell you guys, do your own research, come to your own conclusion, because this is something that was funny. An article just came out from the Washington Post. And again, you guys know how much propaganda they love to spew. Continuing a popular trend among mainstream media outlets since COVID pandemic hit, the Washington Post yesterday warned people against doing their own research. Naughty, 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 naughty. Any person or group advising you to blindly take the word of established professionals and experts instead of looking at the matter of yourselves is simply not your friend. I've told you that before. Anybody that says you can't question a narrative, you can't ask questions, you can't simply look at new things and come to your own conclusion, they're not there for you. They're there to push their agenda. The Washington Post headline reads, and this is the title of the article, doing your own research is a good way to end up being wrong. This is what I said. The article looked to do a research paper discussing how people that do their own research are likely reading false news and misinformation. And the only place you should be able to get your trusted news source is from the mainstream media outlet like the Washington Post and CNN. Those are your trusted news sources. So get your shot, stay in bed, wear a mask, don't ask questions, and watch CNN. That's the advice they tell you. That's why they want to kill you. And that's why they have continually tried to make everybody as sick as possible. So again, I rebuttal this. The best way to be right is to do your own research and get it from real, true, trusted sources that are actually doing the research and bring this stuff to light and then make your own decision and come to your own conclusion on it, Dad. That's what we do here on the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news <laughs> and health research. What do you think about all this? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm going to hire a social media guy to try to help you know Instagram get bigger. And what was funny, he asked me the other day, he goes, where in the world are you guys, you guys getting your news from? Because people need to hear this. Yeah. He goes, I don't hear this anywhere else. And I, because he's been watching the show, things Ivan. And I told him, I said, I said, you know, we have a, people do research for us because I have a lot of people send us articles. And then we also, you know, do a lot of research ourselves. I mean, I try to read 20 to 30 different articles, at least peruse them every single day, Austin. And I know, yeah. you, I know you do too. We dig through all kinds of stuff. And then what happens is after you start, there's a movie, it's called, uh, it was called Midway. It came out a couple of years ago. It was a great movie. It was talking about the code breakers. Yeah, from the from the World 40s. War II, mm-hmm. and they said that they could they could actually decipher read about twenty five percent of the mail, twenty percent of the mail that was coming from the Japanese, and they could pick up another twenty percent of that. So it gave, it gave them about a twenty percent chance of trying to figure out what that was really going on in the news, and that's kind of like what we have in the news today. Yeah, you have a situation in which there's so much fake stuff that you have to peruse through it, and you have to read enough of it to realize what's fake and what's not fake. Like the World Health Organization is now coming in and saying that they want the power to go in and arrest all broadcasters if they're not ma- marching with the mainstream science <laughs> as far as what's being promoted on CNN. And, and it just never, ever ends like this. And so we stop and we look at it. We go, well, wait a minute. That's not all right. No. 
but but the sad part about it is is, is, that, is that's how they look at it. They think that you know what we're going to do is we're going to basically shut up and not say anything because you know we still have our First Amendment rights. That's this morning I saw that article as far as the gun violent crime dropping precipitously in Florida now because everybody's walking around with guns. And you know quite frankly I doubt there's that many more people carrying guns that were carrying that were carrying that weren't carrying guns before because I knew a lot of people who didn't have concealed weapons permit that carried guns all the time. And so, but now it's just not, it's not illegal anymore. They can't be arrested for exercising their second amendment rights. So I think that's amazing. Now there's an article, an article came out this morning. It was giving us quotes from George Orwell. And I wanted to read part of these to you because these are pretty doggone good this morning. And, you know, and, and, and it said here, and it says, and it talks about kids right here. And I wanted to read you this part. It says, it says nearly all children nowadays were horrible. <laughs> what was worst of all was that by the means of such organizations as despise, they were systematically turned into ungovernable little savages, and yet this produced in them no tendency whatever to rebel against the discipline of the party. On the contrary, they adored the party and everything connected with it. All their ferocity was turned outwards against the enemies of the state, against foreigners, traitors, saboteurs, thought criminals. I'll add their parents. It was also normal for people over 30 to be frightened of their own children. Guys, this is the world that we live in right now with the kids that are completely and totally out of control. And, and it's sad to me when you see ghosts, you know, articles like this, how crazy it is. This, he, let me read it. I said the ghost, here's why. He was a lonely ghost uttering the truth that nobody would even hear. But so long as he uttered it in some obscure way, the continuity was not broken. It was by not making yourself heard, but by saying, saying, staying sane that you carried on to human heritage. The consequences of every act are included in the act itself. And on and on and on with these quotes. To know and not to know, to be conscious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies, to hold simultaneously two opinions which canceled out, knowing them to be contradictory, and believing in both of them, to use logic against logic, to repudiate morality while laying claim to it, to believe that democracy was impossible and that the party was the guardian of democracy, to forget whatever it was necessary to forget, then to draw it back into memory again at the moment when it was needed, and then promptly to forget it again. George Orwell in 1984 was a, actually it was a it was a, it was a masterpiece of what it was. And it came in and it told us where we were headed as a communist nation with cultural Marxism coming in and the party running everything. And that's where we are today. That's why we see the onset of these witches everywhere and these crazy different religions everywhere and all these people doing these satanic practices and, and, and all these different sacrifices of chickens in people's backyards now. All this crazy nonsense is going on. You think, well, it can't be that bad. It's that bad. We had a neighborhood just, just, just a few houses down, you know, about two blocks away, and the houses had been abandoned. And so, I, so I, I drove up, and the police were there, and they said that they were basically doing satanic rituals in the house, and there were these dead chickens and all these, you know, sacrificial things in the house. And I'm like, wait a minute. Well, you get these people coming from other cultures that practice. I think it was called Santorini or something. I forgot what it was called. And probably that's not right, but something like that. And, and what the problem was is these people are coming into our country and bringing their cultures and their satanic worships and rituals with them, and we're losing the Christian values that we once had. Uh, it, very interesting. Uh, one house that we had in town, here in town, three or four blocks down, it was torn down a few months ago, or about a year ago now because they're building a new one there, and the lady who owned it was a witch. I'm not kidding you. This happened yesterday. I'm going to tell you a little ghost story here real quick so you guys can you know, get, get, a, get wake, wake up this morning. So yesterday I met the lady, she was outside of her house and she's very, very nice. You know, we're talking about trash pickup and some other things that we need to have done in the neighborhood. And then she said to me, she goes, well, I've got something weird's going on in this house. Now remember the house had been owned by a witch. 
And also, they know this happened yesterday. No. And I said to her, I said, well, what happened? She goes, well, the guys who were laying the tile, they heard voices in the house repeatedly of women talking. And I'm like, no, that would be so-and-so. She was a witch and she owned the place. <laughs> yeah. and, and I said, I highly suggest to you that you have a priest come in and exercise the house or you can do it yourself if you know how to. I said, are you a Christian? She goes, yes. And I said, I really wouldn't move into this place until after they it came in and we declared the blood of Christ over it and, you know, just, praise and worship music, praise and worship music in here and, and make people realize that, you know, this, these entities, that this is not a welcome place. Uh, yesterday I had a, you know, I went and had dinner last night at the hard Seminole hard rock cafe. And I'm not, I'm not, it's not, it's not, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a casino. I didn't want to go there. The person I was with wanted to go there and I couldn't believe the debauchery of this place. I couldn't believe the energy and how low it was in this place. I couldn't believe, how bad the place was as far as the people that were addicted to gambling and the, the energy was so low there. You know, we have to realize that when we associate and do things or go places where we shouldn't ought to go as Christians, that we're going to be exposed to a lot of weird stuff. And, you know, last night I didn't sleep very well and I did all this other kind of stuff. And I think to myself, wow, I said, I will never go to that place again. I will never go in there again because I could just feel that I wasn't supposed to be there. I could feel that that wasn't part of where I would need to go. And it's, and it's because it's a gambling establishment. It's a place where people are going in there and they're losing their life savings. They're, they're, they're running up their credit cards. They're, 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 oh, it's a horrible place. So I don't recommend people go to places like that whatsoever, even for fun. Just stay away from places like that. What does light have in common with the darkness? How can salt and fresh water flow from the same spring? There's certain places we just don't need to go ever. You know, here's the crazy part. I saw this this morning. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. United Airlines CEO is a cross-dressing freak, according to Revolver. And, uh, you know, have you noticed the U.S. aviation industry is, is crashing both literally and figuratively? It's like we're watching the whole airline sector fall apart at the seams. Pilots are passing away out of the blue. Passengers are turning flights into WWE-style brawls. The doors and windows are blowing oh, off in flight. <laughs> and air traffic controllers resorting to Google for on-the-spot training. Oh, my God. And when it comes, it seems things couldn't get stranger. There's a case of the freaking guy leading United Airlines. Instead of prioritizing essentials like safety and skills, the CEO at United appears to be more concerned with asphalt eyelashes and jumbo nylons. Think <laughs> we're joking? We wish we were, folks. This is Scott Kirby. It's a picture of him, the CEO of United. He likes to dress up in drag. You know, I got to say something, though. This is the ironic part about this whole industry that he's running. So, the door blows off the plane mid-flight, blows off the plane. And the best option we go with this here is we need to start hiring more gay people. That'll fix the problem. Doors blowing off, planes falling down. We'll hire more trannies. That'll fix the issue with our United you know, <laughs> Beyond the CEO's creepy wardrobe fetish and turning the skies into something resembling a gay rave, the real kicker is his obsession with equity at the expense of your safety. Uh, CEO of United says he takes race and gender into account when hiring and laments that there's there too go. many white males in the airline <laughs> industry. The whole airline situation is an absolute mess, leaving many Americans scratching their heads and wondering just how things got this bad. Uh, you know, then it shows him in bed with his boyfriend holding a couple of babies. I guess they must have used surrogates. And uh, all joking aside, Mira Pete's at the very center of what's off-track gun pundit with transportation in the U.S. And it's also a clear reflection of this whole diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI approach. We are now in a country where race, gender, and sexual preference trump actual skill 
expertise and know-how. Gee, how could that go wrong? I'm going to repeat that last sentence. We are now in a country where race and gender and sexual preference trump actual skill, expertise, and know-how. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a cross-dressing pilot. Right. <laughs> okay, let me explain something to you. You know, years ago, you know, I was coming, we were flying up to North Carolina, and I was in my 210, and Austin was basically in the back seat sleeping, and Sharon was in the front seat with me, and we had full instrument failure in the airplane. Austin remembers this. Oh, yeah, I was sleeping. I woke you, up sleeping quite abrupt. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're, we're, we're coming down. We're at 10,000 feet. I found the airport close to me. I used an iPad backup, and my landing gear wouldn't come down. I had to hand pump the landing gear down. Austin wakes up. I didn't want to wake him up because there was no reason to have you know, everybody awake in the plane because I was about to land anyhow. So we have to hand pump the, air, the, the, the gear down. And Austin looks at me and goes, are you nervous? And I said, no. I said, I've been trained to handle this. And he goes, oh. He says, should I put my seatbelt on? I said, yeah, I put the seatbelt on. <laughs> okay. And so now I got to go through the full emergency procedures on the airplane. Now, I was being very serious, very calm, very relaxed, because I don't really panic about things. And I landed the plane safely without incident. Now, let me paint you another picture. Oh, gosh, here we go. Here we go. I'm in a United Airlines We're flight. We're live. We're live. I'm in a United Airlines flight, and I'm a cross-dresser, okay? And I'm, I'm flying, and I got my eyelashes on, and I got my fake boobs on. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. I don't have fake boobs. I'm the cross-dresser, right? I'm, I'm playing that role. So I was going to take a five-second snippet of that. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and all of a sudden, you know, we have engine failure and we have instrument failure. And I go into a full-blown hysterical meltdown, meltdown from yeah. the plane. And I start running back and forth through the aisle, screaming in my cross-dressing outfit, help us, help us, we're in trouble. Can anybody land the plane? And now, would anybody on the plane panic? I mean, everybody would panic. You know, and I, I would, I would probably jump up and go run and jump in his seat and land the stinking aircraft. The, the problem is this. These people are emotionally unstable. They're not right in the head. They want to dress up like women. The Bible forbids this, by the way, in the Old Testament. So here we have a cross-dressing pilot running around with his cross-dressing co-pilot, running around screaming in the airplane, air, air pulling wigs off, pulling falsies off, you know, pulling their eyelashes off, trying to see the instruments now because it's not a joke anymore. Okay, when you're in a plane with a pilot, his life, your life, everybody's life is on that plane with him. Yeah. What <laughs> the heck are they thinking here? Do you want somebody who's emotionally unstable running an aircraft and trying to land it? And just yesterday we had another flight. One of the engines caught on fire going to Puerto Rico, and the pilot had to land it. I think, think for a second about this. When you're flying in an aircraft, it's incredibly dangerous. So that's why it's so important that we take the least trained people out. We are now in a country where race, gender, and sexual preference trump actual skill, expertise, and know-how. Gee, how could that go wrong? And I, and I, know, I, I know I was probably being a little bit too, well, I don't care. I was being a little bit funny about that, but it's not funny, guys. I'm just trying to show you what can happen. I've been in a situation with emergency landings several times where I had to land the aircraft safely without incident, and I had people's lives hooked behind me. I mean, I don't, I don't want some clown sitting in front of the plane who's got a mental disorder. Well, here's the thing you got to address: is that gender dysphoria is classified as a, as mental, a mental disorder, disorder in the DSM five. It's not a, you know, it's not some kind of crazy idea. It's a fact. And so you're taking somebody that is blatantly saying they have a mental disorder that they're confused about something. Let me say this: if somebody is having an issue like that. 
and they need help or they're trying to get help. Yeah, help. I, I get it. I get it. Some, some people are going through some really crazy stuff. And I'm not trying to sit here. We're not trying to make, make fun, fun of, of people that, no. if they're really having a serious issue because some people really do have some mental stuff. But that also doesn't mean that we're supposed to sit back and go, well, this guy's having some really serious mental problems. We should hire him to fly 300 people around and just hope and pray he doesn't get in a position where he wants to, I don't know, kamikaze the plane. Have a meltdown. Meltdown. I'll, I'm just deciding I'm taking off autopilot. I'm going to go straight down into a building. I mean, saying there's a lot of variables when you're taking somebody that's mentally unstable. So, again, that's what we're talking about with this is why don't we take the people that are the best qualified individuals <laughs> to fly 300 people around? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's on a crazy we are. We already know how dangerous airplanes can be with 9-11. Yeah. I mean, this is not a joke. <laughs> no. and so, I mean, so we got to be careful who we put behind the seats of these planes. And so, anyhow, you, you, you do your Anyways, next story, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, that's, and that goes back to exactly what we're talking about here now, where this type of behavior is now being almost glamorized, promoted, and actually encouraged in these industries. But at the same time now, you got Jim Jordan, who's chairman of the House Select Subcommittee, is now talking about the weaponized federal government on Wednesday that essentially announced that he had obtained documents revealing that federal agencies have now flagged financial transactions for financial institutions, for people using politically sensitive words like MAGA and Trump. I kid you not here. The new documents obtained by the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government reveal the federal government flagged terms like MAGA and Trump for financial institutions and those phrases when completing transactions. Individuals who also shopped at stores such as Cabela's and Dick's Sporting Goods or purchased religious texts like Bibles were also flagged in the transaction history. This kind of pervasive financial surveillance carried out in coordination with and at the request of the federal law enforcement into Americans' private transactions is alarming and raises serious concerns about the FBI's respect for fundamental civil liberties. And this is a serious issue. This is why this is why I tell people all the time, use cash when you can. This whole digital currency they're getting people used to using now and conditioned to using, why do you think they want to have a central digital currency backed by the central banks, the CBDCs? Why do you think they want this stuff rolled out? That way there will never be a transaction that they can't look at, they can't flag, they can't analyze. Because here's what I've told you guys before so many times. Whether it be what you look at on your search engine, whether it be where you go with your phones with, it tracks everywhere you go, whether or not you buy something online, whether or not you send money online, like they're talking about here in this article. All that stuff is data logged through the NSA. Every single little snippet of digital information is data logged through the NSA. It builds a file on every single individual in the United States. Now, most people don't look at it. Nobody really actually sees these files. They're all data logged with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of other files. However, at any point in time, when this weaponized FBI wants to pull a case file on somebody, they can contact the NSA, and the NSA will pull up every single snippet of data they have on an individual, and they can literally do a full-blown pre-crime analysis and look at a statistical probability on what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and how you're going to act, and what your next possible case scenarios are going to be. That's how crazy it has gotten with the surveillance. So again, that's why I tell you all the time, respect your own privacy. Don't give it up so freely, especially when you start seeing stuff online. They always want to track your cookies now and all the stupid stuff they want you to accept. I won't – if I can't fully reject those, I won't even use a website. I won't even, I won't even use them for any type of news sources because they don't respect my privacy. I'm not going to respect their content because, quite frankly, they're not about it. Now, a lot of them will have it. You accept or you fully reject. They have that now. Before, a lot of times these websites, they were having it where the only way you could look at anything is you had to fully accept all tracking cookies. 
which means they data log everything you're doing. They sell it to third-party, basically, institutions on what you look at, what you click, what you like, what you buy, what you comment, your shipping address, all this stuff. Be cautious of this because it's getting worse, and there's so many different things you can do to just do a little, little minor protection of your privacy. Another one, too, like I always tell people about with your phones. I always keep tape over a selfie camera. I keep a case with a camera on the backside on it. They don't need to be monitoring what's going on. The social media outlets, they'll flat out tell you. And you look at when you look at the terms and conditions, they monitor your face, they monitor your eyes, they monitor your smile, they monitor everything on you while you're looking at every single post and you're scrolling through. That's what they said with Facebook. They want if they monitor you over a hundred different posts, just a hundred posts, they can literally have like an 80% predictability on what you're going to say, what you're going to do, what you're going to like, and what you're going to look at on a regular basis. That's how crazy it's gone. So Kind of a weird topic here and talking about stuff more and more monitoring. This is crazy now as Alexa just wasn't quite enough as far as monitoring in people's houses. New smart home companion was now revealed from Samsung Electronics as the new version of AI home companion robot Bali at the press conference at Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show. Ironic at Mandalay Bay. That's the whole Vegas shooting over there, and this is what they roll out. Not surprising, though. Bali acts as a personal home assistant autonomously driving around your home to complete various tasks for you. You know, it's, it's there for your safety and protection. By connecting to and managing all of your home smart appliances, Bali can provide helping hand to users in any situations, including monitoring everything that's on your TV, in your refrigerator, your dishwasher usage, your washing machine usage, and anything and everything in between, including connecting to your phone. Continually learning. This is what it says. It will continually learn from users' patterns and habits to provide smarter, more personalized services. Again, for your safety and protection. Unbelievable. Bali provides peace of mind like this by sending video updates of pets and loved ones to your phone when you're away from home. What's more, Bali can set the mood for any home, whether users are exercising, working, or relaxing, and has predictability on what you're going to do at what time you want it done. From projecting workout videos on the wall or a floor in an optimized size to play music and answer phone calls, Bali makes your entire life more productive and enjoyable. That's from Samsung. That's how obvious and blatant they're getting now about wanting to monitor everything in your home. And I can guarantee you with 100% certainty, 100% certainty, this device, when you accept it and you flip it on, its terms and conditions are going to state that every single thing it sees, hears, records, and predicts, it can sell to third party individuals and basically target you with direct marketing and sell all of your information guarantee it you know years ago austin i had a good friend of mine a pastor wife was sending out christmas presents and they sent me an alexa yeah there you go I'm sure. how'd you like that never got open <laughs> you know i gave it away i would have gotten a refund on it if i had had a receipt yeah and uh i just i wouldn't i would not open it i would not turn it on i did not want it in my house i mean i you ask yourself a question you know, there's a reason that we have the right against search and seizure. There's yes. a reason that's one of our constitutional rights. There's a reason that we're not supposed to let people come in and monitor us. I mean, this is freedom of everything that we're supposed to have in the United States of America. But now we're gonna have, we have free to have a have a, a thing come in and basically monitor us and record everything we do and sell the data. I mean, this is nuts. Well, they're gonna find out how many kids you got. They're gonna see the kids. They're not. They're gonna find out. Are, are, are there child predators watching this? Well, I mean, honestly, now this is serious stuff. Now, I mean, why do we want somebody in our house like this? I remember years ago, I, we got a full security system here at the house. I mean, we got cameras everywhere outside, and I remember the guy who was installing the cameras. I said, "Well, why don't we put a couple of them inside the house?" And he goes, "Absolutely not." And I said, "Well, 
why would you want to have him inside the house in case you have a break-in or something? You see who's running around inside the house. He goes, you'll see who's running around inside the house because we'll, we're monitoring all the outside windows and entrances. You'll know who's in here anyhow. And he goes, but if you put cameras inside of the house, he goes, they can be used against you in a court of law if someone breaks into your house and you have to use deadly force. Yep. And I thought about that. I thought, wait, wait a minute. I said, how can it be used against us? He said, he said look, if somebody breaks in your house and he says that something happens there and you have to use deadly force, he goes, there's nobody who's going to testify against you, but you have cameras all over the inside of your house. You don't know what's going to happen and what the court's going to bring up. You know, suddenly something may be, you know, he said, suddenly somebody's in your house and now, well, maybe you invited him in. Maybe you didn't invite him in. You're now, you're now making inside your home public. That's exactly <laughs> right. And he said, he said, don't do that. He said, just put him on the outside. He says, you don't need to be monitoring anything on the inside of the house as far as cameras, as far as from a security standpoint, being on, on recordings. So and, and another thing I want to add on that, too, there's another reason why on top of that, that's the main point. A lot of the camera systems now have Wi-Fi connection. They oh, connect yeah. the internet, which I get it. That way you can monitor stuff, especially if you're, you have a business, you can monitor from your home. The thing about that is, though, is whatever can be connected to the internet can also be hacked on the internet. And so also, too, you got to factor in that if somebody wants to be able to see what you're doing inside your home and they hack into it, now they have full access to everything you're doing inside of your home, not just the perimeter. So, again, I'm the same way. I've got a detailed camera system, and I have nothing inside my house. No, there's one more thing, too. You know, with AI generating video footage now. Oh, wow. I mean, think about that. With AI generating video footage, they can make anything happen at that house. Yeah, deep fake, all that they can, stuff. They now. can put a deep fake in that house and put it on your recorder. Yeah. And you're like, well, that didn't happen. Here it is right here on camera. Yeah. You know, wow. you're like, but I, I didn't happen. That, did, that, that didn't happen. Yeah, it is. There it is. Yeah, this person's in your house. It's you let them in. Yeah. Now, now, all of a sudden, you get set up on top of everything else. By the way, major U-turn, OpenAI now is working with the Pentagon mil to, on military tools to partner with the Pentagon. Okay, wait a minute. Stop for a second. You ever heard of Cyberdyne? Austin, you've heard of Cyberdyne, haven't you, from the Terminator movies? Think for the second here. We're going to let AI get into the military now. Remember on Cyberdyne, they, were, they flipped it on finally to handle all the military, to handle all the missiles, and handle all of the defense of the United States and the world, and suddenly it unleashed itself upon the population to kill the humans? Wow. We're really going to let AI run the military and it can connect. <laughs> this is just insanity to me. It really is. By the way, Jim Jordan now is basically demanding answers after Biden's administration is caught flagging MAGA and Trump and people who purchase Bibles, Bibles, Austin. I, know, I was talking about this a little bit ago. To track political opponents with financial transactions. Jim Jordan, Secretary Chairman of the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government Wednesday, announced it obtained documents revealing the federal agency that flagged financial transactions for financial institutions. People using MAGA and Trump. Now, let me just get you guys know that I'm not a Trump apologist. I got that. Now, Trump's coming in and saying that he's not going to allow digital currency to be implemented if he's a president. But, yeah, I, you know, I got it. Let me give you a little little thing here, Donald Trump. And, I, and I, I don't know you personally. I've never met you. But you couldn't get the border stop. Couldn't do that. You, you couldn't. You, you, you pushed the red flag gun laws. You, you gave ATF unprecedented power over the population of this country. And you pushed basically for the gayest administration in the history of the White House. And you gave us Operation Warp Speed, which you claim saved millions of lives, and now we know it's the contrary of that. So why in the world do we think you're going to stop a digital currency when the Federal Reserve Rothschild-controlled banking cartel runs the government and runs our Congress because it's all controlled out of Israel, which is a Rothschild fiefdom, and Jeffrey Epstein and Mossad and CIA and MI6 blackmailed so many of our people in our government. So why in the world do we think you're going to do any of that stuff? But I will say one thing, though, Austin, when he starts doing this and gives out that rhetoric, it sounds good. 
It does. It sounds. Well, it, does, it does make people question stuff too, though. They start reading stuff and start doing more research. But 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 you know. But also also remember back in you know 2015, 2016 when he ran for president the first time, the rhetoric was overwhelming, and we thought we really had a patriot coming into the White House. But then we don't realize that Donald Trump was a long-term, long-time Democrat for a long, long time who became a Republican. So is he just a Democrat, communist, high-level Masonic Lodge person shilling now for the Republican Party? I don't know. But all I know is that, you know, this whole chaos creating what's happening around us right now is something that's been a real mess, but not as big of a mess as the company states now with these Democratic-run cities are having their grocery stores leave. The panic is palatable. Democratic-controlled cities across the nation are experiencing something they may never experience before consequences for their terrible criminal prosecution policies. Remember, you can steal up to $1,000 with the stuff, and it's okay. Democrats have argued for the past couple of years that crime rates are actually falling in the U.S. compared to previous decades. But this is not seen to be represented on the streets as retailers in numerous metro areas are closing up shop after many years of operations due to increasing theft. If crime rates are falling, why are so many businesses leaving blue areas? Crime rates are not falling. They're not falling. This is a lie. They're not prosecuting the criminals. Crime's going through the roof. You go steal $1,000 worth of stuff and nobody's going to do anything to you. They're not even going to arrest you. They're going to walk away from you and let you steal your $1,000. Well, you tell everybody on the streets and all your neighbors that you can go steal $1,000 worth of stuff from this store and you can walk out and nobody's going to say anything to you and you're not going to be prosecuted. Guess what ends up happening? Everybody starts walking and stealing stuff and pretty soon the theft is so high, the profits are so low that everybody basically at that point is in a situation where they don't know what to do anymore. Democrats have argued past couple of years the rates are falling. They're not. Boston, for example, has been bleeding retailers in recent months, with companies like Walgreens closing down four stores in the area in a single year. Residents and officials are outraged, arguing that these companies have a civic duty to stay and service communities in need and continue, and I'm going to add this, and continue to lose money and continue to allow people to steal everything from them. And who do they think they are walking away when you can't steal from them? Wait, wait. Maybe if the community stopped robbing them on a daily basis, these companies wouldn't feel the need to shut down. Maybe if they actually paid for the stuff they were getting, they would not feel the tendency to shut down. You can't have everybody stealing everything all of the time in your <laughs> store and make a profit. No. Uh, just to let you know that, cost of goods sold in most cases is 50% of the cost of the product. In other words, if we have a bottle of vitamins, which is the case, this is pretty much true with Health Masters, you know, if we have a 50% margin on it, out of that 50% has to come the overhead, the utilities, the employee costs, Insurance, all the rest of that has to come out of the other 50%. Trash pickup, utilities, lights, shipping, all of that. If you operate at a 20% margin, you're doing really, really well. If you have somebody coming in and stealing everything from you on an ongoing basis and having to lock the stuff up behind the counter and lock stuff up in cabinets with glass doors on Which it. Is more expense, more cost, more oh. material. And then you got to think about it too. This entire thing, in my opinion, I think they're wrapping this up into – this problem action solution. You create the problem by not prosecuting the criminals. The criminals get more emboldened. They start stealing everything. Now these facilities are locking everything up, making it harder to get goods. Now they're leaving the city, making it harder to get goods. Who's going to be the individual business that's going to come in now and feed the city? That's going to be the state. That's going to be the government. They're going to start coming in now with their food banks and their Amazon Prime situations. They're going to come in. This is how much food you're allotted. This is where you can get this. This is where you can get that. Facial recognition. You've got to swipe your card or swipe your chip or swipe your hand. Remember, Amazon One is the new forefront for the food stores they're doing now with biometrics. They're saying now, you swipe your hand, that's it. It's tied right into your digital card. You know, 
You're that's right. What, that's what. That's yeah. where they're going with this. And they said, I'm telling you right now. You're right. What's your next story, Oz? People got to eat. That's one thing about it. People have to eat food. Also, too, adding something. This is interesting as well. The World Economic Forum now with their <laughs> their Davos. Just more and more information keeps coming out here. They had an entire segment again on this preparing for disease X. This keeps getting brought up to me. I keep getting people emailing me this topic. I brought it up the other day. And what's interesting now is they're saying that essentially this topic is not when there's not if it's when this disease X goes pandemic again and basically all these issues. They said there are things that are unknown that may be happening. Anything happening is a matter of when, not if. Disease X is just a placeholder for the unknown disease that will be coming very soon. God, what they can do? They just, they're just sitting there telling you what they're going to do. And they said here the threat of another pathogen emerging with even deadlier potential remains. When the next pandemic can, comes knocking, and it will, we must be ready to answer decisively, collectively, and equitably. And what's funny about this is that I was reading an article, and they were talking about how they're already working on a vaccine for an unknown disease that nobody knows is coming, but they're working on a vaccine for it. You can't make up this stuff, guys. And so that's why I've said before, keep your hearts and minds good with this. Keep your body strong. Keep your immune system strong. It's very difficult to wipe out the body with it's just a basic virus. It really is. If the body's resilient and it's strong and it's not eating a bunch of sugar and it's taking a bunch of nutrients and it has high vitamin C and high vitamin D and you're getting fresh air, you're getting sunshine, you're drinking purified water, your body's peered out, it's difficult to knock out the body. We saw that even with during COVID. That's why it didn't affect many people that were really healthy. Bounced out of it and you're good to go. The people that were sick, that were obese, that had all these health problems, they were the ones that basically got really, really sick. That's why they had to use remdesivir to get the death count up so high and kill people with remdesivir. What they do with this next pandemic is going to be basically COVID 2.0. That's what it's going to be. So you got to be ready that they're going to be bringing the, all the stops. They're going to be letting everything loose with this next one now because they did a full blown beta test with COVID and they're going to do the best they can to see how far they can push the narrative. Also, to another news, is hype. Now, I feel like all the media constantly wants to keep hyping up this new war that's going to be happening with Russia and all this speculation. The German military now had a classified Berlin Ministry of Defense document that was obtained called Alliance Defense 2025, detailing a timeline of escalating conflict with Russia following its hybrid attack on NATO's eastern flank. And it's basically it's a training scenario. But what's interesting about this is how many times have we seen these training scenarios and these different things that they put together end up having all these real, real realities that end up coming to light? I don't know what they're brewing on over there, but one thing I do know, we've learned this from every single war that's ever occurred. Generally, right before a war, you start having a serious financial problem. That mm-hmm. always is almost the case every single time. Once the financial problems come to roost and the bankers can't cover it, they have to take us to war. Gerald Salente, well, I don't agree with everything he says. He's called that and documented it and a lot of stuff he's produced over the years, all the way back from World War I and even all wars before that. Once the bankers start losing control of the narrative, they have to have a coverall. War's always a great coverall because nobody talks about the financial system anymore because why? The Pentagon and the defense and any other group, whatever other part of the world they're in, they start doling out huge amounts of money to go to war. And the tanks and the guns and the weapons and the machines and everything, they start getting produced. Everybody stops forgetting about the financial problem and starts getting ready for a war. So it's interesting to me that they're putting out this, all this rhetoric right now. It's just something to be aware of and why it's always important, like I tell you guys, stay stocked up and prepped on stuff. Don't live in a spirit of fear, be weird or anguish and all freaked out all the time. But just have stuff ready whenever you may need it because you never know when you might not be able to go to the store. You may not need to go to the store because you got everything. You know, it, it's crazy to me, Austin, because so many people, you know, don't really understand that, you know, preparation is not 
walking in fear. No. Yeah, I wrote an article on it. It's actually on the website. You know, it's preparedness, you know, fear, and Christian Christians prepare. And I, I wrote in the article, this was many years ago, I said, look, I said, you know, the ant stores up its food for the winter. Yeah. The Bible talks about that. And, you know, and people need to realize that when certain supply lines get cut off, things happen that are bad. You know, my mom, you know, remembers, you know, being in the war, and she said that they were doing all of this crazy barter all the time. And they were trading nylon stockings and cigarettes and alcohol and liquor and just trading for food because it was they couldn't get they couldn't get food. food. And, uh, you know, and so she was always she always had that preparedness mindset. I guess you always kept a couple of cartons of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you go back even biblical stuff. We got stories of Joseph, and it talks about seven years of, you know, mm-hmm. plenty, seven years of famine. There's constant references in the Bible of telling people, hey, maybe you should have some stuff stored up. The problem that we've had now, we've had this mainstream media complete and total annihilation of the concept of being self-sufficient because self-sufficient people are hard to control. So they've taken this concept now, and they want people to think, if you're prepared, if you have a month's worth of food supply, if you got some backup ammo, suddenly you're like a neo-Nazi terrorist that wants to try to take over the world because you're supplied and you have some supplies on hand. They've done this now to the to the majority of the population. That's why you've seen so much rhetoric now. Oh, it's conspiracy theorists. He's got a food bucket and a rifle. Oh, MAGA terrorist. They're doing this intentionally to make people feel almost embarrassed of being prepared. They're making people have fear of reprisal from other individuals if they're prepared, that is one of the worst traps you could possibly fall into is caring what anybody else thinks on a certain topic. <laughs> well, do well, what you need to do is best for your family. Well, and that's what it comes down to. Well, also too, you know, <laughs> you know and, and this is the thing that bothers me. And it's, you know, I've got my, you know, don't forget, forget me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard line Christian. You guys know that. I mean, I really, I, I just, I mean, I walk and talk Jesus all the time. And what's crazy about this is that people want to, basically criticize you if you're a Christian because they say you're not walking in faith because you have heard that before, you know, yeah. a little bit of food stored up. Well, that's because they're, they're okay. First of, all, first of all, they don't live in Florida where the power goes out <laughs> weeks at a time for a hurricane, you know, where you have to fill your bathtubs up with water to make sure you have drinking water and you have to have storable water here. I mean, they don't live here. They live someplace else where they never have storms apparently, and they never have any natural disasters. Well, the problem is, is when that happens to you three or four times in a lifetime, it's already happened to me much more than that. Or three or four times in a couple months. Yeah, three times in three, six weeks, you start to realize maybe it's okay to have some storable water. Maybe I need to have some extra propane around. Maybe I need to make sure I got backup generators. And perhaps I need a 10K solar system with backup generator and a solar system that basically generates it with batteries on it so it can keep me going and keep my water going. Oh, that's right. That means I've got some brains associated with my rhetoric that I'm going to try to do whatever I know I need to do. But some people get upset about that. Well, you're not walking by faith. You know, you know, then we always get this story about Elijah and the widow woman, about how she, you know, the ravens came and fed him and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying that's not cool, and I'm not saying it didn't happen because I believe that it did. But the reality is, is that it's an isolated incident in the Bible. There are many more cases where people starved. Look at Gaza right now. Their food has been cut off. Their water has been cut off. Their medicine has been cut off. Their hospitals have been cut off. This is genocide in Gaza. But, oh, we can't say that. That's not okay to say. You can't say anything about genocide in Gaza. And it's sad. Russia is now calling the French ambassador for an explanation of how their dead French soldiers in Kharkiv were members of the regular French army, and they were not mercenaries. And now we've got the French soldiers involved in this Ukrainian mess. How many other soldiers are involved in the Ukrainian mess? Look what happened in Vietnam. We were supposed to have a quote-unquote 
advisors going into Vietnam in the early 60s. They weren't advisors. We had troops in Vietnam in the early 60s. We were at a full-blown war before Kennedy got in, and Kennedy said, the heck with this crap. We're getting out of here. We're not going to do this because the CIA was using Vietnam and Cambodia and all the rest of those Southeast Asian countries to run drugs and to grow poppy and to grow heroin to transmit back into the United States. Watch The Godfather. It's a it's an interesting movie to watch. It, it, it talks about the fact that they were going to bring heroin into the nightclubs in Harlem and how they were bringing it in from other countries and how they were going to be getting involved in the drug business. And, you know, so The Godfather, it's, it's one of those movies. It's a trilogy. There's so many really good one lines in there. I, mean, I love the one part. I'm going to say something. And the, and the reason I do this, by the way, the reason I'll segue back and I'll do a, like a little joke, like my carton of cigarettes with my mom. Okay, <laughs> okay. it's because I'm I'm trying to break this stuff up a little bit, so it's not so bleh, right? The Godfather goes, I, I I pray you have a masculine son. Whoa, can you now remember that? Yeah. Okay. If you said that now on a national TV show, I pray you have a masculine son. <laughs> oh, RuPaul and the rest of the drag queens would come out of the woodwork screaming and yelling, <laughs> having a hysterical hit hissy fit while they run out of the cockpit of the airplane while they while they push the nose down. All, the, all this crazy stuff is out there right now, and we're kind of sitting back and we're watching it. We're going, it's not okay. None of this is okay, and we need to understand that. We don't need to have foreign troops involved in a war. Interesting article. White men no longer want to fight for a nation that scorns them. Uh, let me begin by making this point as clearly as possible. There's absolutely nothing worse for combat effectiveness of a military than attempting to use recruiting as a social engineering program. This is an excellent article by Robert Clark. It was reported in this newspaper recently how the U.S. Army has seen a dramatic fall in the number of white recruits as the military.com website found that the Army fell 10,000 short of its 65,000 enlistment target. Underpinning this drop was a dramatic decrease in white recruits from 44,000 in 2018, listen to this, to 25,000 in 2023. Held to the proportion of white recruits falling from 56% of all recruits in 2018 to just 44%. According to the U.S. Consensus from 2022, around 59% of all U.S. citizens were from the white backgrounds. The U.S. military is 17% women, so the recruiting crisis is primarily one among white men. Clearly, inside something inside the U.S. Army's recruitment system is failing, both in terms of targets being drastically missed and a failure to recruit effectively among nation's largest ethnic groups. Well, when you put a boy on the poster of the Navy recruitment station who's a transgender, let's just get real here for a second. And now you tell me that we're going to basically enlist as many homosexuals to go onto a ship as we possibly can. Okay, White heterosexual males like, you know, moi, moi here, we don't want to hang out with these guys. We don't want to be around it. We don't want to see it. I sure the heck don't want to see a bunch of guys kissing each other. And you think, well, what do you mean, Ted? You're being, no, no, I'm being real here right now. And so when you have a bunch of white boys that are a bunch of rednecks who learn how to hunt with their daddies, and they want to go into the military like grandpa did and dad did. And suddenly you say, well, you go ahead and get to join us up in here because we're going to get to hang out with RuPaul and all the drag queen boys. And we're going to have all this fun gay sex on the ship. The response, <laughs> no, okay, just, just, just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yep. That's going to be a hard pass for me and Austin. Yep. <laughs> and so now you have a massive drop in white recruits. So sadly, we sit here and we watch this stuff and we go, wow, Ted, that was really. That was bold to say that. Well, yeah, I don't know what to say besides that. I mean, why do you think we're having a massive decrease in white military men going into the military? Well, there's, there's two other spinoffs that's because that, that's probably the biggest factor. But you also got to factor about this, too. 
all they do now in the mainstream media and the movies is essentially demonize males for being males. You're you're a male, you're bad. You do anything that's masculine, bad. Masculine, bad. Anything good, bad. Masculine child. Yeah. (laughs) And so what they've done is now, so a lot of these guys are like, well, golly, what am I going to do if I go in the military? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be masculine and be bad. It's subconscious. Second part is this. When you start taking people that are recruited in the military and you start telling them, you start telling them that they have to take an experimental shot or else they're going to get dishonorably discharged. And a lot of these kids are only in there for a couple of years. These kids were 18, 19, 20 years old. I got emails from people and parents that were distraught. They could, I don't know what to do. So my son just went in the Marine Corps. They tell him that he's got to get this shot now or he's going to get discharged. He wants to do, you know, a four-year contract. He's in infantry. They, you can't deploy to the sandbox to go get in a gunfight until you get your experimental RNA shot that might kill you because, you know, COVID might get you over in Afghanistan. What? What? Was, was it really that inept? It really was that inept. That's how stupid it got. And so a lot of individuals now that really want to do military, go career, they're looking at it going, there's no honor here. There's no respect. What the military was was something amazing. We had the most incredible advanced military in the entire world. We still do from a technology standpoint. We keep pumping more money through DARPA. But as far as actually respect for troops and respect for that, that passion, that heritage, that pride, it's, dim- it's dim- diminishing very quickly, and it's sad because there's so many people that really wanted to do that and really tried to do that, and then essentially, I mean, it's a slap in the face. I mean, you sit there and say, I can go serve my country overseas and go fight in a war I probably don't need to be in, but nonetheless, but I got to get an experimental shot against my will that's making people drop dead left and right, having heart attacks left and right. You're taking the most advanced military that does three-mile cardio runs for fun at 4.30 a.m., and you're giving them a shot that you know causes myocarditis and pericarditis and cardiac problems? That's true. That seems like a great idea to me if you're an idiot. But again, that's the problem that we're in now. And now you start seeing that six of the most common cancers are on the rise now. Most disturbingly, they're occurring in young populations that never had cancer rates even elevated. The report published yesterday in January 17th, two days ago, the American Cancer Society estimated that new cancer cases will surpass 2 million in 2024. With the risk of dying from cancer has declined, cancer incident has been rising for the six most common cancers. Now, what's crazy about this here now is they said the overall cancer incident is in men increasing slightly. And they said the number of cases increasing because of the age and growth of the population. They said prostate cancer is rapidly increasing. Reports also found that cancer has been increasing in younger generations, especially colorectal cancer, is under those under 55, 55. And basically these kids now, they're saying the common age is in the mid-30s and 40s with colorectal cancer. Two causes that I think is causing this. You can add it to this, Deb. I think the shots are downgrading the immune system. We already know they're linked to cancer. And secondly, the massive amount of glyphosate and poisonous compounds that are in food now. Well, and that and the sodium nitride. Yes, because sodium nitride reacts to stomach acid for nitrosamines, which basically one of the most effective cancer-causing agents for colorectal cancer. In other words, eating hot dogs and stuff like that. And the the worse the economy gets, as far as people being to buy stuff, they start going to cheaper and cheaper versions of meat. Yep. And you know, and the sodium nitride is just a a coloring agent. It's basically a preservative being added that's really, really bad. Uh, You know, and also, (laughs) this is this is going to sound weird, but but I've covered it before. And 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 here's the thing. Here's what I've learned. When men get past the age of 30 and 40 and they're not having relations on a regular basis as far as sexual, they massively increase the risks of prostate cancer. Just thought I'd mention that. I keep saying that on the show, but somehow that, that just doesn't click in. 
That's why wives have responsibilities from a health standpoint with their husbands. And, of course, husbands have the same responsibilities for the wives to take care of their needs. I'm being very careful on how I board this today because I'm trying to keep this PG today, not like yesterday's show when we got carried away <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, but that's what we're trying to do here. So, you know, and, and the same thing happens, too, with vasectomies. I've read a lot of stuff with vasectomies that caused massive increase in prostate cancer. Now, you think, well, that's speculative. Okay, whatever. It might be speculative, but the point is it's not something that, you know, I want to experiment with or I suggest that people experiment with on to see, hey, maybe if I do this and I have a vasectomy, maybe I'll increase my risk of prostate cancer. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Why would you do that? Just don't do stuff like this. Be careful if you're not trying to get pregnant. The point is this. It's a crazy world that we live in when people are basically getting sick and dying in their 20s and 30s with cancers that have never been recorded before. And it goes right back to what Austin just said. It ties right back to the fact that their immune system has been suppressed with the COVID shot. And he was 100% right about this, too, with the military. You get a young guy that's been basically raised by a bunch of people that are to homeschool him, and he's awake, and he's not woke, he's awake, and he knows what's going on. They say, by the way, you're going to have to take the COVID shot if you want to go fight in the sandbox. And you're like, well, people are shooting at me with guns, with real guns and bullets, and you want me to take a shot of something that could give me a heart disease and kill me and never get shot. And I'm going to do a hard pass on that. How about, yeah. how about this is already dangerous enough doing this without doing this. Now, here's another interesting article for talking about aging. Anti-aging scientists study secrets of a former factory worker who is 93 years old, and his biological age is someone in their 30s. So I didn't mention that. And, you know, it's the same thing with me. My biological age is in the 30s. In other words, I take zero medications. My heart rate's about 60 beats a minute unless I'm doing this show and it gets elevated. I get excited here. And my blood pressure is probably 110 over 60 on a regular basis. Cholesterol is excellent. I take care of myself, so my biological age is not my chronological age. In other words, your longevity statistics are going to be much longer. This guy exercises on a regular basis. He doesn't do heavy weights, but he does weights. And he also makes sure he eats a high-protein diet to make sure his protein levels are high enough to allow his body to, need what it, to get what it needs as far as from a protein metabolism standpoint. And when you do all of this stuff, you massively, massively decrease the risks of diseases, especially when you don't eat high-fat luncheon meats also. Those are really, really bad. Bacon, sausage, ham, pepperoni, hot dogs. Don't eat pork products. They've been linked to cancer repeatedly. Even the ridiculously corrupt World Health Organization says that pork products are the primary cause of cancer globally. Don't eat pork. I won't eat my pork because I like my pork chops. Look, stop it. Eat lamb chops instead. Just stop it. You don't need to eat that stuff. Well, I like my hot dogs. We get hot dogs that don't have pork in them and don't have nitrites in them. Get some clean food and get off of this junk, and you'll massively increase your longevity, and you'll feel better, too. You have a lot more, lot more energy, and you can listen to the Ted Dawson Brower Show and not fall asleep, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> can we fall asleep? <laughs> What's your next story, Austin? Yeah. The, the, the other part, like, because a lot of times, you know, sometimes we'll have, like, parties or something, and kids will want Hot dogs. There's a couple different companies now. Atlanta's found them before where they'll have, you know, like chicken or beef, beef hot dogs. A lot of times they're beef hot dogs, and they have no sodium nitride in them. They're fairly clean for a hot dog. I guess it's good, that could be the same word. Mystery meat. Yeah, clean hot dog. But, I mean, if, it, if, it, if it's, a, you know, a good company, you look at the background on it, it is something you can run. Obviously, it's not something I recommend on a regular basis at all, but there's, you know, ways around that. So you don't have to make life boring when it comes to food, but you also don't have to make it incredibly dangerous either with a lot of the food compounds that are out there. There's a whole list together, and I put it together a while back. I'm going to clean it up and really elaborate on it on the show now that we're in the video. Basically, the top 20 food preservatives and compounds to keep out of your body. This going to be a really cool segment on the show. I'm going to try to get it ready for next week and really get the information out there to the general population and for you guys, our listeners, because a lot of times I have found is that majority of the time, 
people just don't know things because the information is very difficult to find some cases because it's so suppressed. Even though we've got an internet now that you can pretty much look up anything at any point in time, most people don't really know exactly what to look up. And that's why here on this show we do the best we can to really try to bring you guys the truth on a regular basis. Because there's another article that's coming up here. I'm probably going to get into more detail that next week. I'm going to read some more. It's a new uh, Turkish study that came out, and it talks about how the RNA gene therapies were likely the first injectable medicine recommended for pregnant women based on just 11 weeks of testing. Remember how horrific this was. I told you guys. This is insanity. You take a brand new novel compound that was developed by DARPA in 2012. It was for super soldier CRISPR-9 technology. You look that up. You take RNA technology from Pfizer and then put it into a vaccine, a drug, and then do 11 weeks of testing on pregnant women and say it's safe and effective. How can it be safe and effective? They carry a child for nine months. How is 11 weeks possible? It's not. And so this study goes in here that starts showing when they had humanized lab rats, it was causing autism in the offspring of these lab rats when they were given the shot now in this Turkish study. I'm going to go into more detail that next week. So continue to get the truth out there, my friends. Stay awake. Stay strong this weekend. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. The NATO can eat cardiovascular health helps prevent blood clots really really effective formula on sale right now for over 15 percent off the natokinese so be sure to check it out on the website if you guys have any other questions give us a call we're here to answer your questions check out the website 1-800-726-1834 we're always here and we appreciate your support and loyalty of health masters you guys have a blessed safe awesome weekend and we'll talk to you again on this show uh, monday as always one more thing america on the edge of a dangerous vaccine tipping point says fda amid measles outbreak and record high Vaccine refusers. Refusers. Oh, you're a vaccine denier. <laughs> you're a vaccine refuser. Oh, you refuse to give a child an MMR shot linked to autism? What's wrong with you? Why would you possibly do that? Why would you want a child with autism? Like, guys, listen to me. You keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of your life. For he is the answer. He's the, he's the alpha and he's the omega. I love you guys. Have a good one. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.